Oh, you are in for such a treat today on the Literacy Dive podcast. Today, I have a special guest that I am chatting with, and her name is Anna Brecken, and she is incredible. She is 15, she is a freshman in high school, and she loves all things creative writing. And the conversation that we dive into is coming from a student perspective. She is sharing three things that teachers should avoid when they are teaching writing. And this is a great time to hear this because most of you are finished in your own summer break or you might be in your last couple of weeks of school. And so this is a great time to sit and reflect on, did I do these things during the school year? And I'm here to share that if some of what she mentions are things that you find that you're actually doing, well, this is a great reflection time where you can be able to say, okay, next year, I want to try something different. So I am super excited for you to dive into this episode with us as we go over three things that teachers should avoid, mistakes that teachers are making when teaching writing. But let me first tell you a little bit about Anna. She is a student and a creative writer. She believes that everyone has an incredibly important story to share, and creative writing is the tool that's going to uncover your voice and help you to stand out. When Anna started high school, she was disappointed in the way English was taught, so she did a TEDx talk about how to improve it. Before that, Anna launched a blog, built her greeting card shop on Etsy, and pondered major life questions like, which fun is worse, comic sans or curls? <laughs> if she's not connecting with other teen business owners, you might find Anna chasing pickles her cat or making every school assignment aggressively creative. She is an aspiring speaker and an aspiring writer, and she said that new ideas flood her notes app daily. I'm so excited for you to get to Take a deep dive with us because she is phenomenal. I can truly say I have not met anyone like her, and she simply just blows me away. And I know that you are going to feel the same way after you listen to this episode. I don't want to make you wait any longer, so if you are ready to dive into this topic and learn three things that you can avoid doing when teaching writing, we will meet you inside. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Literacy Dive podcast. And as you heard in the intro, we have a special guest today, and I'm so thrilled to have a new guest on the show. And so, Anna, thank you so much for being here, for being willing to come on the podcast. And would you just start by introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about yourself with our audience? Thank you so much for having me. So yes, my name is Anna. I am a high school student and I really love writing. I love being able to think about things in a different way and really share my perspective in if it might be different. So that's kind of what got me into creative writing. I did a TED talk about it last April and then 
I just really love finding different ways to write creatively. And now I find myself like when I'm listening to a speech or someone talking, I'm picking out like each of the techniques that they're using to be more creative. So it's really fun. I love it. I predominantly have an elementary, maybe early middle school audience. And so whenever I, you know, got connected with you, I was like, oh man, this is what our third grade, fourth grade, fifth graders are going to become. So you are just fascinating. And I will say by far, you are the youngest guest that I've had on the show. And I'm so excited to have a student perspective. So before we get started, do you mind telling us how old you are? Yes. So I am 15. I'm a freshman in high school. 15 years old. And I just can't wait to even kind of dive in to all of your knowledge that you have surrounded around writing, but also just some of the really cool things that you've done so far in your 15 years. So, okay, well, we're going to go on and get started. So before we jump into what you want to share with the audience, I just wanted to ask you, were you always interested in writing as you were growing up? Has it been something that you've just always kind of taken a liking to, or have you just kind of stumbled upon it as you've gotten older? I think it really started in fourth grade. So I went to a pretty small school. Something that they did a lot was project-based learning. So our project for that year in fourth grade was to write the biographies of people at Sunrise Living Center. So we would go there, we would do interviews, I think about eight times that year. And then we'd have one of the parents or the adults transcribe that interview. And then we would take from it and we were learning how to write paragraphs and using the right grammar and being able to put together a story based on those interviews. So that's where it really started for me. Okay. So that's kind of what sparked your whole love for creative writing. Yeah. That is so great. I wanted to ask you specifically because you are in the age of still being in school and I've shared with my audience that I, you know, didn't always just start with liking writing. I also had a teacher who kind of inspired me to just kind of go deeper I liked doing writing for myself, but I didn't like doing writing for class. And so at any rate, I just love hearing that that's when you kind of got sparked. So you are going to be sharing something really, I really love this topic. And you're going to be sharing three things for teachers to avoid when they are teaching writing. And so let's just go ahead and dive right in to your first tip of what you feel that teachers should avoid while they're teaching writing. Yes. So I think the first thing that I've looked back and we still do some of this in high school, but it was mostly in middle school that we would read a book. And then the assignment for our book report was just to retell the whole story. So maybe it was two pages, 250 words. Just, I want you to tell me the plot, the story, the characters. And I would have loved to be able to go deeper. Like what is the theme in this story? What was maybe the author trying to tell me One thing that I look at just in people that I feel like it'd be cool to explore in writing is like, which person does this character relate to in my life? So I feel like there's so much deeper you can go when you've read this book and when you've analyzed it, instead of just maybe retelling the surface level plot that the author was telling you. Do you find that a lot of the time, if that is, if that has been kind of like the recurring you know, assignment around the book, which is, okay, retell what you just wrote, have you, could you see your peers around you kind of just becoming bored or like falling out of the assignment or not liking it? Were you able to actually physically see what was happening as the student perspective, not being, you know, from the teacher perspective, but from the student perspective, what would you see when those types of assignments would be coming to you all? It was definitely something where like you had this book and you had the whole semester or the whole quarter to read it. 
And then the night before it would be like, oh, I didn't want to do that. It seemed kind of boring. So I look up this summary of it, or maybe I speed read the whole book and then just finish it as soon as possible. So there wasn't like a lot of thought going into those types of assignments. This is just curiosity. Were you ever able to kind of like share your perspective with your teachers or with, you know, especially if there's one that you trusted, which was like, hey, could we really kind of like change this up? Have you ever had that opportunity to where you felt like you could share that? That really didn't happen until high school when I realized that this was something that was like a recurring assignment that we would have all the time. And even without telling my teacher, I obviously did in the TED talk that I did. But before that, I would just try to find ways that I could sprinkle a little bit of creativity into the story. So instead of just saying like exactly what the plot was, maybe I'd add my opinion on this or say something like that wasn't a great idea or do some sort of like foreshadowing or use those literary elements we had learned. So just trying to make it a little bit more exciting and entertaining for me to write. So teachers, I think our takeaway here is that although we feel like we are really growing our students with giving a retell, they really are eager to try all of the other many, many skills and standards that, you know, we have to teach, that you have to teach for whatever your state is and whatever your standards are for your grade level. And so you're hearing it right now from a student that that is encouraged and like that is wanted and that's a need. And so definitely think about spicing it up and allowing for those opportunities for creativity, because not only will you have, will you be working on all of those standards and skills, but you're going to actually find that you're going to tap into students and perhaps you can be the person who develops their love for writing or for creative writing. So I love hearing that. Anything else with that area? I know it's definitely harder. Like talking to my principal, he was saying how it's a lot harder to teach grammar when you're reading versus just like doing worksheets. Same kind of thing here. It's a lot harder probably to teach reading and writing and grammar in the same place. But there's so much space for you to like integrate those reading skills and grammar skills into those writing assignments that you have. I love that you shared that because I think that no matter if you're in elementary, middle, or high school, I think that the common theme for teachers is that we don't have any time. And so this is a perfect way that you can kind of just marry the two together by putting some of those reading skills and standards into your writing, and it's just going to strengthen both. So I love that you shared that. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into your second. What is your second tip for teachers to avoid when it comes to writing? So in business, I started an Etsy shop. And one thing that I've learned from a lot of like business YouTubers or books that I've read is you always want to know your audience for your business. So like the audience for this podcast is teachers and the audience for my greeting card shop is people who want to celebrate birthdays in a meaningful way. So when you're writing, starting like at that middle school, at that elementary level, I'd really encourage teachers to Be specific with the audience that you're writing this to. So maybe you're writing a letter to your principal or you're writing a persuasive essay to your parents, but that can really help you decide what kind of tone you're going to use, what kind of grammar you're going to use. Are you going to use those strict grammar rules that you're maybe if it's more of a formal thing or can you use slang maybe if it's to your friends? So I feel like that's something that's talked a lot about in business, but not as much when you're teaching writing is knowing who your audience is. So, and I love that too, because if they're learning it here, that is going to help them like for your business. And I do want to ask about that later on, but I love that because that audience is so important. And depending on who you are addressing it to, you will use different types of words or you will write stronger to be able to really, really, if I have this one opportunity, I really want to share 
all of these reasons as to why versus if I'm writing to my friend or someone that I know can't make something happen for me, I might be a little bit more relaxed. But both of those types of audiences knowing how to connect are very, very important. So making sure that we are really focusing on the audience. And you said, I have a lot of love language words when it comes to writing, but you used one that I loved, which was tone. And I think that that is the basis of how we can really make our writing come to life and how we can make our you know, writing, make someone feel like they're inside of what we are expressing. And so that really does play a part with tone. And I love that you've connected it with audience. So good. Okay. I love it. So we're going to be focusing on audience. We're going to be definitely focusing on just variety of being able to embed different types of skills and different types of perspectives and different types of ways that kids can be able to respond in their writing. So go ahead and dive into tip number three. So the last one, the mistake or the thing that we want to avoid is prioritizing grammar over the actual content in the writing. And I know for younger grades, grammar is something that you really do want to teach. Maybe it's teaching that through reading. Maybe it's teaching that through writing. But the best teachers that I've had taught it as something that comes later in the editing. So pre-writing, spelling doesn't matter. Every teacher has probably heard way too many times, how do I spell this word? Or how do I spell that word? But when you're pre-writing, you don't need to worry about that. You do your drafting, maybe you're switching things around, you're revising it. And then the editing is when the grammar comes. But first focusing on your outlining what you want to say, instead of making sure that your sentence structure is the perfect way that it needs to be. That is so good. And I think that, you know, whenever you're walking past a student and you see that they have made a mistake, you know, if you initially point that out and that's not even the the focus of that part of the writing process, you know, with brainstorming, we're just getting our ideas out. And with drafting, we're just putting our ideas into sentences. And if it's not a sentence yet, there's a place for that. Whatever you are going through in your editing. I think that a lot of the time, if we don't have a clear process, like walking through the writing process clearly, then it is going to make kids feel stuck. Like, I don't want to try it because I have these great ideas, but I can't spell this right. And my teacher is pointing it out. Or if I do want to ask her, it's just so much more comforting and calming if they tell me, you know what, we're going to worry about that when it's time for editing or when it's time for revising, we're going to change that around. But right now, just put it out there. I would just think about how much more calmer I would feel had I heard that when I was in any grade, you know, in elementary, middle and high school. And so I love that you have shared that perspective as well. I love what you said about having that process, the writing process that we want to go through. And I wonder, like, I hear people in my class and they're on their computer and they have autocorrect, right? But they still are asking, like, how do I spell this word? And I wonder where that comes from. And my guess is that it would probably be one time, maybe it was like a parent or an older sibling or a teacher was like, hey, you spelled that wrong. Maybe they were embarrassed that they didn't want to do that. So it can be really comforting to know, like, it's okay. We'll get to that later. And I know that's something you mentioned. No, well, thank you. And I mean, coming from a student, like hearing that, like that is welcomed. I think that's one really great place that, you know, teachers, you can start. If you really haven't put a clear emphasis on walking through and explaining to children what this process is like, a lot of your students will probably write a lot if they know that that pressure is taken away to have to spell it correctly. And so this was such a phenomenal and powerful 
thing that teachers should avoid, because I think that this is going to be what's going to springboard a lot of students into just wanting to creatively write and wanting to put it down there. And then I know later I can be able to go and use my time now that all my thoughts are out to fix it up. And so I love that so, so much. Okay. Well, these have been some really, really amazing tips that you have shared that teachers can be able to avoid when they are teaching writing. And so just to kind of recap, it is to shy away from the basic retell repetitively over and over and over again, because kids do want creativity and they do want to experience a different type of writing, especially when related and connected to a text. And then secondly, you want to just make sure that you are focusing in on the audience. Who are we writing to? And then that way it can help those kids to know the different types of writing, whether it's formal or whether it's informal. And then I love, love, love this last tip, which is don't focus on the grammar and the writing when they're getting their ideas out. There's a time and place for that. So just know that, encourage them to just write and then let them know that there's a time for it in another part of the writing process. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. As we're kind of getting to the end, do you have anything else additional that you would want to add or that you would want to share in terms of these tips or even something different that you can offer to teachers? I think it's really just encouraging kids to embrace their personality in whatever they're writing. So maybe if you have someone who's funnier or they like to make jokes, you can show them ways like, I found this in the book and what made this funny? Or if you're doing a read aloud, like what made you laugh at this joke that this character made? So encouraging people, like you can write the way you talk. You can maybe put a couple jokes into your essays or the things that you're writing. And that can just make it a lot more fun for everyone when that feels like what they're writing is the same sort of thing that they might say in real life. And it actually feels like their personality. That is so good. And I think that's just such a natural way to involve students with the text that they're reading. And so instead of us having, let's say like a mini lesson that's connected to a mentor text, you're actually just taking what you know about your students, helping them to find it. And then they can be able to do that same thing as the author because they are the author of their papers as well. So that is so good. Okay. Well, we know that teaching writing is hard. (laughs) You know, I would say there are definitely the people who love teaching writing. I think it's very far and few in between, but the majority of teachers, like they do, it's, it's hard. And a lot of it, it comes from the students' feelings about writing. And then if they have had the proper foundation of being taught the skills of writing. And so it definitely is hard because uh, the kids come in at different levels. But for a teacher, whether they are on board with writing, whether they really don't even enjoy it themselves, but they have to teach it, what encouraging words could you give to a teacher just to kind of inspire them to keep going with the hard work? I would say that writing is a really cool class. We are not just telling people that they need to memorize stuff and applying it things for the test, but this is really something where if you ask the right questions, kids can come up with all sorts of different answers and really explore like problems that they have or ideas that they have. So it's such like a magical class where students are exploring their new ideas. So I think that's why I love it. And I feel like There are a lot of kids that when they're taught it like this and they feel like they can really express themselves, it might just become their favorite as well. Okay. I love that. Well, thank you so, so much. Now, before we end this episode, you are just so fascinating to me. And so I do want to kind of talk really briefly. So listeners, if you want to continue learning more about Anna, here we go. So you've mentioned a couple of things that you did a TED talk last April 
You also have an Etsy store. Can you just share a little bit? We're going to link to all of this in the show notes. And so definitely make sure you go and just show Anna some love. I'm going to have it all linked for you. So visit there as soon as you're done listening to this episode. But can you start with the TED Talk and just give us a brief summary about what your TED Talk was on? So my TED Talk was really about how to encourage critical thinking through creative writing. So a lot of the types of things we talked about here, but then I also talked about my experience and then the three ways that anyone can make their writing more creative. And those are the kinds of things that I'm listening to people talk or I'm listening to speeches and I can pick out those things like this person used an anticlimax where they said a bunch of serious things. And at the end, they said something that wasn't serious. So like today, our English teacher was talking about things that we need. And he was listing like, you need food, you need water, and then you need Starbucks. So that was something (laughs) that was funny. And that made us laugh, right? Or deconstruction. So something he said today was like, this big bag of flesh, instead of saying like people or humans. So it's just really fun for me to be able to analyze and pick apart those types of things. And that was really what my TED Talk was about. Okay. I love that. And so again, I'm going to be linking to that TED Talk. Go check it out. You can listen to it when you're taking a walk, when you're driving to school. I listened to it a few times and I just, I'm going to go listen to it again. So be sure to listen to this TED Talk. It will not take you a long time to listen to, but it is very, very powerful. I enjoyed it. Okay. So your Etsy store, can you just kind of dive into like, what specifically do you do with it? How did you get started with it? You don't have to go like super, super deep in depth, but I'm curious too. So Tell us a little bit about your Etsy store. So I started way back in fifth grade and I'm thinking like, how did I actually get this off the ground when I was that old and I didn't know any of this, but it really just started with my grandma teaching me how to make greeting cards. And I wanted to be able to sell them because I had these like stacks of greeting cards on my kitchen table. So my mom helped me open an Etsy shop. I just did a lot of experimenting and it was at November, December time. So A lot of people were looking for Christmas cards on Etsy. So that kind of took off. And then I've just been working on it ever since and making new designs. I get to ship out cards to people and designing and putting all the pieces together. And I will say, I did see your cards. They are adorable. I also saw, I guess, recently you were in a clip for your news, your local news station, but I did get to see that as well. And those cards are adorable. They are incredible. Please check them out. Her Etsy will be linked here as well as her Instagram where you can go and check out those cards and even purchase some of them. They are just so creative, but I love how you got started and I just can't wait to even see where it goes. (laughs) So, okay. One other thing. So you are 15 years old, just started high school. And so you still have the rest of high school. And then, you know, if you choose to go to college, so what do you see for yourself, whether you're in college, whether you're out of college, what do you see for Anna, once I am done with school. I think I definitely want to go to college and do something related to writing, probably not writing books, but maybe an English teacher, some sort of teaching or a business owner. Not really sure yet, but definitely something with writing. Okay. Well, you would be a phenomenal, excellent English teacher and you would be a phenomenal business owner. I bet you could do both. We cannot wait to follow you and see what happens once you are out of high school. That's so cool. Okay. So right now, I mean, one, I'm telling you, I bet my listeners are just fascinated. I can imagine the DMs, the emails I'm going to get about, oh my goodness, you had a 15-year-old on your podcast. And so I know that if they are feeling the way that I feel, they're going to want to know, where can I follow and connect with this girl? How can I be able to like stay in the loop with all of the incredible things that she's doing? So Anna, tell us where our listeners will be able to find you. 
So Instagram is probably the best place to go. And that is at Animate Design Co. And then my TED Talk, if you search Anna Brecken, B-R-E-K-K-E-N on YouTube, that will pop up. And those are probably the two best places as well as my Etsy shop, which is linked in my Instagram. Okay, perfect. Well, Anna, thank you so much for being on the show. This is such a treat for me. It's such a treat for our audience. And I'm just so grateful that you were able to hop on. You're wrapping up your school year. So it was just such a treat. And I hope to have you back on the show again in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. That is our episode for today. And I cannot wait to chat with you all again next Monday. We'll talk to you then. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.